Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. All right, we're recording this on uh, Memorial Day, which is uh, which is certainly in the D.C. area. Sean, you are in Charlottesville, but it's a an interesting time. I informed Max of Rolling Thunder yesterday, which you did not know about, even though you've lived here for for however many years. <laughs> but uh, for those not in D.C., the I explained to him that there is a a roar you can hear, and that is all the motorcycles riding through D.C. to go to. I think it started out as Vietnam veterans and memorial stuff focused, mm. um, but it is it is a pretty cool thing. You look out on like sixty six, and they're just motorcycles after motorcycles. After and they're motorcycles. going they're going to the war memorials, not to like Arlington Cemetery. Um, I, I mean, I think they go to to all of them. I mean, oh, it's cool. a big day of uh, kind of you know riding in your motorcycle and and being out there and and thinking about others who are no longer here so i think it's grown from that original pretty vietnam focus to to yeah we're gonna get all of them i think that's great we actually i was uh yesterday i was riding back uh, we went to visit a friend in durham north carolina um and and we were driving back uh and encountered a uh, a motorcycle club uh somewhere on i think probably on 95 uh, in our brief stretch uh, that we were there. Uh, but we were on the road uh, to get to a place so that a person could see a movie. Uh, and mm. that movie is a little a little thing that you might have heard of called Solo, A Star Wars Story. Oh. Is it about, no, heard of it. Is it about cups? Yes. Oh, okay. Some, uh, it's a bold, Solo, a bold a cinematic story. vision. <laughs> the bold cinematic vision of Ron Howard devoted to uh plastic drinking vessels uh no it's the origin story of han solo uh one of you were you clamoring for that max you you told me specifically you wanted a a han solo origin story i I wrote george lucas an email 16 years ago 16 years ago for one so Uh, i think he didn't get to it then because he was too busy with midi chlorians is that right (laughs) you just so that just reminded me there is a great there is a great stand-up bit by Patton Oswalt, who hails from Sterling, Virginia. Um, oh, does he? Yeah. So glad that he overcame that. I know, right? Um, so he has a bit about, uh, on like a really old special, about if he had access to a time machine, he wouldn't, he wouldn't go kill Hitler. He wouldn't, you know, prevent a war from happening. He wouldn't stop the assassination of Martin Luther King. He would go back to 1993 and kill George Lucas with a shovel before he could make the prequels. <laughs> and I can only imagine that he would he would reprise that bit now for this. Uh, but, but what he said was, I, I don't want to know where the stuff I love comes from. I just want to love the stuff I love. And, I mean, I think there's no topic more, more ripe for that uh, than, than Star Wars, and particularly than maybe the coolest character in you know in american film history han fucking solo yeah so i think the first thing that i want to bring up is let's let's take a moment to step back from from fandom and think about this from 
the the business perspective your your capitalist minute with with me um the <laughs> model right now for making money in perpetuity with is it these, the libya model huh is, is it the what model is it the libya model uh, that's a little, well, little you know what topical joke. I don't know that anyone knows what that is or at least the people that <laughs> should know what it is but and anyways this this model the the big time model right now is when you have very uh, valuable intellectual property IP if you will let's let's be jargon heads if you have valuable IP to make money in perpetuity you keep making movies in perpetuity yes because you assume that every time you release something there is this clamor of people who are thinking about their fandom as opposed to just money there's basically Um, a floor for how much money you're going to make there is a floor um and so this works really well with marvel we talked about with harry potter movies kind of before this and even to an extent lord of the rings it's like let's just keep doing this keep putting it out we know that we'll be able to write a check for you know we'll definitely be able to cover our costs and then also we're going to release in china and make money well this weekend for instance with solo that seems to have hit a bit of a snag because domestically it's going to just barely top a hundred million dollars and i think in china or at least maybe it's internationally um it's around 60 million dollars and that's a lot of money but that is not a lot of money for this movie well we're through and we're through the weekend so it's opening it's official opening weekend gross was less than 85 million bucks which is really bad oh that's that's not because you have to imagine you have to imagine the budget for this movie is through the roof yeah, they just paid all those capes for Lando. You know, <laughs> all the capes for Lando. They have, you know, some recognizable actors: Woody Harrelson, uh, uh, Amelia Clark, uh, for for the Thrones heads out there. Uh, and I mean, God, the the Ron Howard so isn't many... fixing your movie for free, by the way. <laughs> right, I, I, and I'm glad you said fixing because Ron Howard was not the original director of this movie. Yeah, uh, Larry Kasdan was not the original writer of this movie. They mm. fired a bunch of people going in because they knew this was not going well. Yeah. I mean, it, it just like it was a pretty bad omen when there were stories leaking about whether Alden Ehrenreich, who plays Han Solo in the Han Solo movie, like they were essentially stories where the headline was like, "Can Alden Ehrenreich act?" And goddamn, you really don't want that to be a story about your star actor. So uh, it sounds like what you you all are saying, and you mentioned the Patton Os- Oswalt bit, um, kind of alluding to the fact that the prequels, episodes one, two, and three, were were not great. I say, I say, first of all, I haven't seen Solo. None of us have. Correct. Uh, and also, I've never even seen Attack of Clones, in part because. Even as a relative youth, people are like, do not see this movie. And so I just didn't, you know, it just didn't work out. But why is this expanded movie universe a thing that is apparently not working for um, the the Lucasfilms, the Star Wars stories? Why is it not working? But for things like Marvel, it, it is. I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up. Uh, we talked about the idea of having you know, valuable IP and and continuing to crank stuff out against that because you're going to make more or less a set amount of money every time. And I, I think that Marvel, Marvel has really done this well. I mean, Marvel has put out, you know, what 18 
has it been 18 movies? It's been a staggering number of Marvel movies that have come out essentially since we were in late high school and early college. Um, and there are a staggering number of movies slated to come out over the next, you know, several years. But there are a, a number of varied stories. They're introducing us to new characters or, or not. Well, not new characters, but characters that hadn't gotten kind of the big ticket treatment. I mean, Black Panther was a huge opening. I mean, Black Panther ha- has made, you know, it's one of the best performing box office films ever. And, you know, they're coming with fresh, interesting stuff. They found, you know, charismatic people to play these great parts. And there's also been, you know, kind of a coherent through line through most of these movies that has has like folded into the Avengers storyline. But here, here's, here's my theory on, on why, the Marvel stuff works and the Star Wars stuff isn't working as well. So, um, as I think we all well know, um, people who you might call nerds are, are very precious about the things that they like and, and, and they want, you know, they want things to be done in a faithful way that, that matches you know, they want it to be done in a way that matches what their preconceived notions of this thing are. It's why, it's why, for example, there there's some uh, some backlash at Deadpool two from like, devoted Deadpool fans because the character Domino, who is played by Zazie Bates in the movie, isn't supposed to be black, and like it's it's a dumb thing, but like they want the thing they love to look exactly like the thing they love. And yeah. Marvel has this gigantic universe of comic book storylines to draw from. And all of these things, all of these movies have been based on a foundation of, you know, actual Marvel comic book storylines like infinity wars based on a Marvel Avengers storyline. Star Wars, we're now out of quote unquote canon and we're we're making new stuff up. Yeah, I and I think that's that's right and and Max I would They're just they're I, I working would, without a net. Yeah. I, I think you're a bigger fan than than me Max, but would you say that one thing that you notice with Star Wars versus uh Marvel is the source material that everything is based on. I think with Star Wars, we're all kind of familiar with it, or kind of even a casual fan can be familiar with it. But Marvel, I mean, I didn't know who Deadpool was until until the movie came out. I didn't know what Guardians of the Galaxy are. I still haven't seen those movies. But the source material, there's nothing that I can get mad about because I don't know where it's coming from. Yeah, I think that's that's valid. I'm not a big Marvel fan myself, so I also don't know where those guys are coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Star Wars, the source material is the first three movies. Yeah. So if you've seen those and you're a big fan of those, then then as Sean put it, I think pretty well, you're, you're building all your expectations off of those. Yeah. And so people are going to have, I don't know if it's higher expectations, but they want to see it the way they want to see it <laughs> and not necessarily the way that it was it was written 
in some you know knockoff book or something like that. So um, I'd, I would also pose one other thing that I, I kind of just thought about, and I don't know why I didn't think about it before. I mentioned that Marvel has been cranking out movies steadily over the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Think about the timing of Star Wars. Yeah. You had three Star Wars movies that came out in in the span, I, I want to say it's like from 74 to 83. That's the original three. Yeah. Then you took a long time. You took a long break. You took a break until 1999, and we got the three prequels. But in that time, I think people thought Star Wars was done. The story had been told, and there was nothing else to say. And so when the prequels came, people were mad because, like, we thought this was finished, and it it finished, you know, maybe we didn't love the Ewoks, but, like, by and large, it finished in a place that we were happy with. And the three prequels happened and were roundly criticized, not, you know, not unreasonably. And then they ended in probably 2004, 2005, maybe. And there was this 10-year period where everybody went, oh, thank God, that was over. They really botched that. But at least now the story is really told. We got the origin story for Darth Vader. it, It made sense where, like, now it makes sense where we started back in the 70s. And we can be done. And they took 10 years and they said, oh, wait, no, 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 no. Disney owns Star Wars now. We are going to start cranking out movies against that. And so I think there's a, another another element where, where it's the – it seems like this movie is being made just to justify, uh, you know, a content calendar, yeah. or, you know, the, somebody's the, computer at the Disney. Model. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes me wonder also about some of these force – like – this new Ghostbusters movie or Ocean's mm. Eight, like, is it is is this this problem we have where we where we can't come so, up with original uh, uh, content, I, so we just take really well, good movies wait, and remake oh, them? Oh shit! Yeah. No, we're, I think that's I think it's a problem. But I would say with guys. with Ocean's Eight, I'm interested because okay, you're taking a heist movie and you're and you're just kind of or it's almost like the the serialized TV shows, the anthologies, like something like Fargo, where you've had I think three seasons now. And they're kind of the hit on similar things, but you have a completely new cast. Wait, guys, yeah, that's regurgitation, but it's still it's still fun. We're we're rebooting our episode about reboots, and we had this ways. exact conversation about whether we had run out of ideas, yeah. and whether the only thing that was left was continuing to rehash existing IP. Um, yeah. I mean, I think. You know, I think there's a certain extent to which some of some of this is is an attempt, you know, a, as we I don't know where this extends to Han Solo, but I think like with Ghostbusters, I think with extending, you know, at, incorporating Black Panther into the Marvel universe, I think there's a, an extent to which some of this is about telling the familiar stories that we that we know we know superhero stories we know you know we grew up with ghostbusters but telling them from the point of view of uh people who often don't get to see movies made about them and and i think there's something i think there's something admirable to that you know although i i certainly wish i certainly wish Paul Feig had found a you know an original 
creative vehicle for Kate McKinnon and Leslie Jones, you know, rather than just doing another, you know, a remake of Ghostbusters. But that's not to say like I'm. I think it's better that Ghostbusters happened than that nothing was made for you know for Leslie Jones to star in. Yeah. I. So the other thing about so with Marvel, um, the Hulk. Is, well, I guess do you have Spider Man? But that's that's different. But the Hulk aside, it's it's this, these last ten years or however many years you've had these stories intertwining. It's the same actors playing the same characters, and mm-hmm. all the storylines come together. One thing that I realized with you mentioned those gaps in years, Sean. Yeah, and I think a problem that that you have with the solo reboot and and kind of the episodes seven, eight, and nine now is you are trying to expand one storyline, and where something like Rogue One, it's completely new characters, save a couple weird asides or, or whatever. Sure. But it's completely new characters, but it's filling in story gaps. And that was, that was a lot of fun. It's like, this is this is not necessarily a new story I'm familiar, but you're filling in a gap, and I'm meeting new people who I'm going to immediately lose, but it's fine. Whereas, whereas with Solo, it's like, we're trying to force this story on on a character which maybe we didn't ask for their story maybe we were interested but alden what's his last name aaron reich alden aaron reich is not harrison ford and i have yeah. to ask myself is is han solo cool or is harrison ford playing han solo cool because i kind of think it's the latter i kind of think oh it's yeah harrison ford was the coolest guy then and oh my he's god yes still pretty cool now um and and you know that is an impossible kind of pair of shoes to fill and not even to mention i don't know that we wanted this story told besides knowing he's a smuggler and the the right ambiguousness of his character beyond that that kind of makes for coolness i like i don't um, need to know how he got the millennium falcon i don't even really care how he met chewbacca but like I, what you say about harrison ford being cool is like it's not a coincidence that Han Solo was really cool, and Indiana Jones was really cool, and Rick Deckard was really cool, and somehow Air Force One made the president seem cool. Like, Harrison Ford is cool. Yeah, Um, literally the means of conveyance for the president (laughs) became cool exclusively for that. But I will also point out that Rogue One filled in a story gap, but it was a story gap created by the existence of the prequels. If it weren't for that, I, I think with the original trilogy, everyone was pretty much fine with opening on, you know, uh, we have we've plans. got the plans yeah. for the Death Star. Somehow, spoiler. I'm, I'm so. It sorry. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how we got them. It doesn't matter how we got them. Yeah. But once you make, once you decide, I, I think it's a, I think it's a symptom that once you decide. That we have to answer one of the questions, which is mm-hmm. how did Darth Vader come to be? Now you have to start answering all the questions. Yeah. And guess what? I don't give a shit about most of these questions. I think Rogue One did a really good job uh, for for what it was. And I think it's because there were new characters. I think it was a movie that had some real emotional weight to it. You know, it, uh, they're one of the one of the criticisms of... Avengers Infinity War is that there are there are few to no stakes 
to what happens in it because we know the we we know the Marvel content calendar. We know there are more movies coming. Yeah. Um and we have an idea of how those movies have to end. And like Rogue One, we knew exactly what was going to happen. We know that movie has to end with the Rebel Alliance obtaining the plans to the Death Star. But despite that, it it was really creative and and I think it it really it gave some real emotional weight to a story that didn't have to have it. And, and so, like, I, I appreciate that. I, I think they did a good job, but they answered a question that didn't need answering until you started posing the questions with additional movies. I think that one thing that Rogue One is a better example of, um, and you compare it to things like the Marvel Universe um, versus Solo, is... You, you kind of there's there's that storyline and it maybe it, it converges in in avengers uh, but you go out and you have a movie about thor or you have a movie about black panther or, or whatever it is and they kind of they spread off but they're still connected to that one line rogue one connects to that the storyline and it brings in some characters without disrupting anything whereas i i definitely think that the from what it sounds like this solo is like way way off in left field and it's not i don't know that it helps the the story at all i mean you you need the black panther movie for the you know for that introduction to avengers i guess and right to to have any cleavages in in any of the other movies i think that takes a lot of planning and and a, a lot of hard work and as you said there might be some criticisms because you know what the calendar is going to be um, but I think that's hard to, to weigh character and story together. And sometimes it, it's, it's really a success and sometimes it's, it's a bomb. Um, yeah. and, and I think even with, we haven't really talked about, it, but things like Harry Potter, I mean, Max, you mentioned we, <laughs> that similarly is, is a, uh, source material that, that we all know. Um, you mentioned Fantastic Beasts, which I think was a really well-received movie, but there's a story and it. And I think they have characters in it who are later on, but best I can tell, it doesn't disrupt anything because it, you know, it's kind of true. It's not a new story necessarily. It, it has been written in some way. Yeah, I didn't see Fantastic Beasts, but that is my understanding as well. Is that it's it's fairly separated. And I mean, I, I you could make the argument that that Solo is too, but it's it's not because it's 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 answering questions that you probably didn't have about yeah. a character that you love do you do you think that part of this at all the, the irritation is is that they're with with star wars because i know that there are books but i i there's questions of what is in the canon and what is kind of subcanon or related <clears throat> because there is not kind of a singular source material for this is is that where a lot of our problems maybe arise yes yeah probably yeah. I think that, like I said, the source material is the original movies. Yeah. Which is why I find it amusing that I know, well, I don't know if this is true, I, I guess I should fact check it, but I was I was hearing feedback that people were upset that in the new Solo movie, they made Lando uh, like a pansexual character. And I'm like, that's the thing you're going to get upset about? Like, go watch the original movies. That That's totally canon. Like, um, remember Lando? Like, yeah. that really? Like, <laughs> That was my reaction to that is like, come on, there's like way more nerdy, important things you should I mean, be mad about. Than yeah. That. Because uh, I, Lando was always that character. I, I, I Lando like was basically of, David yeah, Bowie ahead. in space. 
You what? Lando was basically David Bowie in space. Yeah. Oh, that's, well, that's... David Bowie was already in space too, right? <laughs> yeah. Good he, point. I thought he was. Um, Good point. Yeah, I, part, part of all this is I have to consider, take take whatever salt I have in my apartment and you know throw it over my shoulder and think about who are the people criticizing these, these movies. And mostly they are privileged white males of a certain age who have nothing better to do but get mad about their neck bearded fellows um, who have nothing better to do than get mad about things that really don't matter that much and if that is what matters that much I don't know what happened but you should care about something else more than Rick and Morty fans huh? Rick and Morty fans yeah I just there is at the end of the day I should go I should go see Solo and look for you know what is what is good in this and and think about what, what Ron Howard tried to do and see the different threads in the movie and maybe where it went wrong and where it didn't and I should try to, and we've kind of talked about this on this podcast before, but take, try to turn everything off and take the piece of art as it is. And I think that's one thing maybe the Marvels movies do. You might not like uh, one of the Thor movies, but you can watch another one. Or as Max, you like one of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies way more than the other. And part of this is you can sit there and, and observe that as a movie. And how does it, comp- do I like this movie more than another? Story aside, characters aside, just as movies. And I think that that's, that's what I should do as opposed to comparing it to canon or whatever. Is it a good movie or not? Yeah. I mean, that sort of comes down also to how I feel about Lord of the Rings, though, where it's like I take I take the Star Wars story as a whole and the Lord of the Rings story as a whole more seriously than I take the Marvel story as a whole, maybe because I don't know the Marvel story or just because it feels like, oh, it's a, it's a silly superhero movie. But, like, I wasn't thrilled about the Hobbit movies, but I was able to separate them because their source material was separate yeah yeah and hey i'm i'm seriously considering going to see solo like right after this it's kind of a gross gray day here in charlottesville and i have movie pass so it's not like i'm risking anything um we'll have to do a a, a reboot of this episode where <laughs> where we all eat our words and, and talk about how how solo accomplished the impossible i would love nothing more i i would love nothing more than to to come on next week and say uh, we were wrong we were all wrong it's great i don't think it's gonna happen yeah probably uh, <laughs> so uh yeah do we have any any final thoughts we want to want to give on on you know on a movie that none of us have seen yet <laughs> um no but i could do that for a lot of a lot of movies basically basically are all the marvel movies which which we've discussed right. but fortunately you guys have seen a good number of them and can fill me in uh, okay, if you've got thoughts, if you've seen Solo already and, and want to tell us why we're wrong or, or celebrate us for being right, uh, come check us out on Facebook or Twitter at Pretty okay Pod and let us know what you think. While we wait for that to happen, uh, it is time, as usual, for an apology. It's Pierce is sorry. What's up this week? Um, <clears throat> so earlier this week, I, well, I, my, my domicile, entered the 20th century um by having a digital read um thermostat which is which is a big move for me my my ac was was not working neither was the fan so i got a got a new one now i can verify that pierce keeps his apartment at a nice pleasant 76 degrees well it's 76 right now because are you an eco-terrorist podcast uh but so that that is now 
fixed and my new management landlord i feel like landlord is a really outdated term we should come up with that one the the property manager called and said how is your how's the ac doing oh it's fine you know it's a very weird call because i'm at work or but whatever he's he's checking up and i really appreciate that and i said as much and then the property manager says oh and i wanted to let you know that that you can now have pets in your apartment okay um that's it's good to know. This is the first time in over 30 years they've allowed pets. Oh, okay, no idea. It's kind of fascinating. Um, and I wanted to let you know because, uh, you know, you reached out and asked about it right when we started with our property management of this property. And so in that moment, I, um, I entered into a very awkward circumstance. And I'm, I think that I did a good thing, but I'm sorry. I'm apologizing for the awkwardness I caused this property manager this week. Because I said to them, listen, I appreciate you telling me this, but I wanted to let you know that I was not the person who reached out to you about this. So, and I used these words specifically, I said, I want you to be able to remember who they are so that whatever joy they are going to get from this is, is properly placed. <laughs> and <laughs> I was embarrassed. The property manager was embarrassed. <laughs> And then we had to get off the phone in a way that was not any more awkward than it is. So I, I'm happy that someone will get a call, <laughs> but I am sorry for the awkwardness I caused the the property manager. But I didn't know what else to do because I didn't want it, like them not to tell the person who was looking forward to, to this, this phone call. Um, but it was terribly awkward. Yes. And, and next week on Pierce's Sorry... Um... He apologizes for screaming at his neighbor because his neighbor's new dog kept him up all night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that that might happen, given given the 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 loudness of the stomping above me. Though no no animal can make that much He's gonna noise. He's going to get a mastiff. Yeah. Oh, my upstairs neighbor is a stomper and has a dog. Oh well, it's know. not it's not good. Um. Okay. Well, thank you for for that apology. And uh, we'll we'll close the show as we always do with a big idea from pop culture. And um, I, you know, I, I could talk about Liverpool and the Champions League final, but it kind of bums me out, so I don't really want to do that. Uh, instead, I will say that uh, at the end of last week, uh, I was I was convinced by by my girlfriend to watch a movie that I had never seen before. Uh, she had been trying to to she had been urging me to see this movie. Uh, for for many months now, is it and, Super Troopers? Uh, I, I, it is. Such it is not. I have seen that movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, I have seen that movie several times. That's, that's the opposite um, example of what we talked about. Anyway, the fans begged uh, for a second movie. Yeah, and then that second movie is probably really bad. Um, no, so I caved and, and watched the movie on I think on Thursday night, and I was surprised to find that I really loved Magic Mike XXL. Oh, that makes one of the people on this podcast. Well, I'm guessing that neither of you has seen it. No, I don't. I don't know that it's for me, but I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Guess what? I'm going to tell you why it's actually for everyone. Yes, it is true. It is a movie about a troupe of uh, quote-unquote male entertainers, which means there are, are buff men in thongs dancing around. And I, I was actually really kind of surprised by the amount of... Uh, mimed oral sex that takes place however i've never i've never seen a movie that was 
so kind to everyone who existed in the universe of the movie. Um, it it doesn't it doesn't treat the, the the men in the thongs as just pieces of meat. They all have dreams and ambitions and things that they're scared about. Uh, it, it treats the people that are are getting entertainment from these men as people who who you know who need to feel beautiful and loved and wanted and, and like their time is valuable. I just I was really impressed by that. So, you know, I, I think if if the uh, if the men dancing around in the thongs, like if that's something that's not going to take you out of the flow of watching a movie, you know, I, I think you'll be in for for something that you you might really appreciate. Yeah, I mean, it's it sounds like the. I don't know what gym you go to, but there aren't going to be that many differences. The people at the Arlington gym are, are very proud of their entertainment skills. But um, <laughs> I'll, yeah, is it on Netflix? Uh, no, I think we got it on Amazon. Oh, wait, do I have to pay for it? I, I think we rented it. Oh, I don't. I don't do that. It's no offense to Magic Mike XXL, which no, is you know a great chanting table I, among I other people. That. But I, I. I, I I respect that as well. I am I am all for not paying for you know for things that can be that you can see for free or, or even not paying for things when you can see alternatives for free. Um, so I, like I I don't fault you for not for not watching it. But I, I you know I went in. I, I think my girlfriend thought I was going in, you know, and, and was expecting to hate the movie. Uh, and I wasn't, I was not going in expecting to hate it, but I, I really didn't know what I was going to get. And, and I was very pleasantly surprised. No, I've, I've also heard that it's a, it's a pretty, pretty good movie. I think both of them are. So I, I will not besmirch the Magic Mike franchise. And I'm <laughs> glad that they've done good franchise and be able to extend their story with good characters that people rally around, unlike other movies that we discussed today. <laughs> Huzzah. All right. That is the end of the show. Happy Memorial Day to everyone. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at PrettyOKPod or drop us a line at itsprettyokay at gmail.com if you want to let us know what you think about the show. You can get this and every episode at our home on the web, www.prettyokpod.com. Or if that's not your jam, you can subscribe to our feed so that every week the new episodes show up on your device of choice uh, with no need for you to go seek them out. You can find us on Apple Podcasts or most other places that you get your audio content. Uh, if you use an app where you can't find us for some reason or other, let us know, and we'll we'll see if there's a way we can figure out how to get there. Um, if you are a subscriber, please do us a favor. Leave a rating, review, comment, that sort of thing. Um, or if you have somebody that you know that you think might be interested in what we're doing, tell them about us. We would really appreciate that. Um, We will be back again next week, as always, to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Max. Thanks for listening. Bye.